Welcome to Helping Challenging Children. This podcast is for adults who want to understand why children behave the way they do and how to support them to increase their ability to self-regulate and to become more independent. My name is Dr. Pat McGuire. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician who and I have been working with these children for over 30 years, and I can tell you that with the right support, they all do great. So enjoy these podcasts, and hopefully you learn a little bit each time. Welcome to February and Black History Month. According to weforum.org, Black History Month is a month-long observance in the United States and Canada to celebrate Black achievements. and to provide a fresh reminder to take stock of where systemic racism persists and give visibility to the people and organizations creating change. This focus on black history has been in place since 1915, 50 years after the end of slavery. While it has been recognized each year since then, it still has a need due to the gaps in various segments of their population. A very important segment of the black population with gaps consists of expectant mothers and their unborn infants. Nationally, poverty and infant mortality are lowering, although the US is still behind many developing countries in terms of lessening infant mortality. Black mothers and infants, however, are significantly higher than their white counterparts in terms of their mortality. While all groups demonstrate less poverty, Census.gov noted that in 2019, the share of Blacks in poverty was 1.8 times greater than their share among the general population. To state it a different way, Blacks represent 13.2% of the total population in the United States, but they represent 23.8% of the poverty population. Now let's look at infant mortality rates by race ethnicity for the years 2016 2018. This information came from the March of Dimes. First, Asian and Pacific Islanders have an infant mortality rate of 3.9 per thousand. Whites are 4.7 per thousand. Hispanics, 6.2. American Indian and Alaska Natives, 8.6. And Blacks at 10.9 per thousand. The national average based on this is 5.8 per thousand. Looking at that, we can see that the black infant mortality rate is almost twice the national average. Why is there such a large gap between infant mortality rates of blacks compared to other race and ethnicity groups? According to the National Partnership for Women and Families report in 2018, black women who are often the major breadwinners in their families make about 63 cents for every dollar that white non-Hispanic men make. Most must make difficult decisions regarding how to use their limited income. Most also have limited or no insurance coverage through work and may not qualify for Medicaid since many states do not opt for expanded coverage. The trade-offs are evident in black women's health outcomes and use of medical care. Compared to white women, black women are more likely to be uninsured they face greater financial barriers to care when they need it and are less likely to access prenatal care. Indeed, 
Black women experience higher rates of many preventable diseases and chronic health conditions, including higher rates of diabetes, hypertension, and cardiovascular disease. When or if Black women choose to become pregnant, these health conditions influence both the maternal and infant health outcomes. The result of these barriers is that too many Black women are dying in pregnancy and childbirth. Black women in the U.S. are more likely to die from pregnancy or childbirth than women in any other race group. They are three to four times more likely to experience a pregnancy-related death than white women. They are more likely to experience preventable maternal death compared with white women. And they also are at a heightened risk of pregnancy-related death that spans income and education levels. The PRMR, which is pregnancy-related mortality ratio for Black women with at least a college degree, was 5.2 times that of their white counterparts, which shows that it is not all due to poverty. According to the CDC again, pregnancy-related mortality rates are as followed. For Blacks, it is 41.7 per 100,000. American Indian and Alaska Natives is 28.3. Asians and Pacific Islanders, it's, it's 13.8. Whites is 13.4, and Hispanics is 11.6. In addition to increased mortality, Black women experience more maternal health complications than white women. They're more likely to have fibroids, which are benign tumors that grow in the uterus and can cause postpartum hemorrhage. They're at greater risk for preeclampsia early in the pregnancy than white women. This condition, which involves high blood pressure during pregnancy, can lead to severe complications, including death if improperly handled. They also experience what's called physical weathering, which means their bodies age faster than white women's due to exposure to chronic stress linked to socioeconomic disadvantage and discrimination over the life course, thus making pregnancy riskier at an earlier age. Black serving hospitals have been found to provide lower quality maternity care and 75% of Black women give birth at hospitals that serve predominantly Black populations. These can be inner city hospitals, but they also could be university medical centers. Black serving hospitals have higher rates of maternal complications than other hospitals. They also perform worse on 12 of 15 birth outcomes, which includes elective deliveries, non-elective cesarean births, and maternal mortality. Many Black women also have a difficult time accessing the reproductive health care that meets their needs. Access to reproductive health care, which helps them plan their families, improves health outcomes for women and children, are hard to find. There are significant portions of our country where there are no OB services. Many are rural areas, but there are also maternal care deserts in urban areas. These occur when hospitals close their OB services or the hospitals close altogether. Many of these hospitals are in low income areas of the community, so they receive less funding. The OB services are frequently closed due to malpractice concerns and or a lack of qualified providers. So my call to action to you is to determine 
how do we turn this situation around? This is not an easy answer due to many factors that contribute to these disparities. We need to look at programs which benefit low-income populations to lower the physiologic stress that these mothers are experiencing. Unfortunately, many federal programs have been cut back or halted altogether. One of these that would help women would be to expand access to quality, patient-centered, and comprehensive reproductive health care. Quality, patient-centered care is critical to improving maternal health and addressing the reproductive health disparities that Black women face, including higher rates of unintended pregnancies and restricted access to abortion. Researchers attribute these disparities to several factors, which include disparities in access to high-quality health care generally and family planning services specifically. Indeed, women with unintended pregnancies are in, at increased risk for maternal mortality, morbidity, and maternal depression. Many of these women experience physical violence during pregnancy. They are at higher risk for infant mortality, birth defects, low birth weight, and preterm birth. The second area to help these mothers would be to expand protections for pregnant workers. Women report pregnancy discrimination across races and ethnicities, but Black women are disproportionately affected. Nearly three in 10 charges of pregnancy discrimination, or 28.6%, were filed by Black women from 2011 to 2015, even though Black women only comprised 14% of women ages 16 to 54 in the workplace. Pregnancy discrimination has serious consequences for women and their families. Women who are demoted, not promoted, or discharged because they are or might become pregnant can lose critical income. If they are discharged or have their hours cut, they may lose their health insurance and other workplace supports at a time when their families' budgets are already stretched. Because Black women are also at a higher risk for pregnancy-related complications like preterm labor, preeclampsia, and hypertensive disorders, the loss of wages and health insurance due to pregnancy discrimination is especially challenging. Stronger protection for pregnant workers, including federal and state laws, that ensure that employers provide reasonable accommodations to pregnant women, robust enforcement of the Pregnancy Discrimination Act, and continuing education about ex existing legal rights are critical to combating and ultimately eliminating pregnancy discrimination in this country. The third focus that you can bring to the attention of policymakers is putting in place evidence-based services to improve prenatal health, and to monitor for and quickly address any risk factors such as preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, maternal alcohol or substance abuse, and food deserts that impact the mother's ability to eat healthy food. Maternal mortality is three to four times higher for Black women than it is for white women, and Black women are more likely to experience complications during pregnancy and childbirth. There are existing, proven, safe, and quality improvement initiatives that need greater uptake to meaningfully improve healthcare outcomes for Black women. Maternal mortality review committees, 
which can be found at the hospital, county, or state levels, increase understanding of the underlying and contributing causes of pregnancy-related deaths and the reasons maternal mortality affects Black women at such a high rate. A structured death review process can provide powerful data and information to facilitate change that improves the health of women before, during, and after pregnancy. Review committees should include medical professionals, community stakeholders, health advocates, patients, and family members. Together, they should work to identify factors that lead to complications and the corresponding strategies to avoid preventable complications. They need to provide recommendations aimed at reducing pregnancy-related deaths. Many structural and societal issues affect Black women's health. There is extensive research and evidence that points the way to strategies to improve our healthcare system and ensure it delivers safe, effective, and evidence-based maternal health care to everyone. By providing high-quality prenatal care, putting in place legal protection for pregnant workers, having universal health care for pregnant women and their infants, increasing access to high-quality food in places that are food deserts, and providing economic support for medical facilities to stay open and keep open their OB departments will all support Black expectant mothers and their unborn infants. These all need to be initiated and strengthened if we are going to close the gap between Black lives and the lives of the rest of our population. We need to learn from the Black history we already know in order to improve the future.